This week on the Bathcast, we've been bopped on the head and we're totally crossed out. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the Bathcast. Hey, hey, hey. Bathcast. Episode 241. What's a number? It's a bargain. <laughs> sure is a That's number. A, sing- a number worth singing, isn't it? <laughs> it is. That's a number. <laughs> when the moon. When the baptistry <laughs> cast like a big something. I'm a Harlow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do here every Oh, week. that's my part, right. <laughs> Oh, this movie has completely broken everyone's brains. <laughs> so, what we do each and every episode of the Bandcast is we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Uh-huh. Then we come in here and talk about it for the first half. Yeah. Then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five jocks and robot jocks. Robot jocks. We like it. Yay. And the bad bad movies, as in Stay Away, they get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags, and some douchebags after Twilight. Boo. 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 That is something we do not like. Terrible. Um, so, yeah, randomness is the name of the game tonight. Freedom Month. Freedom Month. No mm-hmm. themes. The kids went back to school. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I see. Ah. Okay. okay. Ah. But they sit us to detention. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, we watched 2011's uh, Detention, um, mainly because it's directed by Joseph Kahn, the, the, the director, director of, of Torque. Torque. Quirk. So um, the only other movie Joseph Kahn has made. Yeah, yeah. Let's do the plot summary. What do you say? Good luck Something. with that, sir. Okay. As a killer named Cinderella stalks the student body at the high school in Grizzly Lake, a group of coeds band together to survive while they're all serving detention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's a, so, that sums I guess up eventually they get there. It's a, a seven-minute chunk, yeah, yeah, of this movie. <sighs> yeah. Um, first off, this is on Netflix Instant. Mm-hmm. Yes. As of uh, Get the recording this in September of 2014. Right. So. Hurry. All right. It, we, discussed the, we discussed this before the show. Almost everything in this movie is a spoiler. Sure. That we're about to talk about. As yeah. per usual. But this yes. is an utterly random, insane movie that there is literally no way to predict anything that's about to happen. So. Go watch it. That's that's what I'm saying right now. Okay. Yeah. Watch this first. If you want like Torque meets not another teen movie meets Donnie Darko. Yeah, yeah, with some Southland tales in there. That's our recommendation. Go watch the movie. If that makes any sense. Right. If that's what you want in a movie, all of those it, things. And if you do if you have ever said you want it. <laughs> but it's also I mean it's also got elements of it yeah yeah a lot of it totally does as as somebody said yeah okay as somebody said before the movie i think it was you chuck you said all right on imdb it lists every single genre as a genre yeah which is accurate yes Mm -hmm. so because for a while there i was like there's no sci-fi in this and i was like oh yeah there is (laughs) yeah but oh yeah there is if you have an interest in the type of stuff we watch and then even then horror movies teen movies random insane highly stylized movies go watch this first right before you listen to this that's your warning that's our spoiler warning yeah because now. now we're just going to talk about all the weird shit in this movie hmm yeah <laughs> i don't know how we're going to do that but yeah i don't know uh 
Because um, that that plot summary is such a tiny little piece. It really like of I, this movie. I was at the point where I was like, I don't think that's ever actually going to happen. Well, like, the, are they ever going to be in detention? It well, was like the, a good hour. The longest bit of this movie is the opening uh, pre-credits cold open type yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean before that's the longest it stays the same kind of movie. To the point that, like, as it was happening, I was like, I think I'm going to have to veto this movie. I... Yeah. It, well, it... I, I, uh, I sensed it in the air. I sensed an imminent veto. It was coming. Yeah. It was coming. Because... If it hadn't, like, gone off the fucking rails as quick as it did, it yeah. was getting... Well, the cold open, I mean, there there are moments in the cold open, but it, it, it's very much in that... Um, it's like that easy A kind of uh, wannabe humor. I mean, kind of, yeah. I mean, easy A is, is ostensibly humor. This is like mm-hmm. dark, weird kind of uh, commentary on modern life. Uh, all all focused around one girl in the, in her in her morning routine, talking about how she's awesome at school and awesome on at everything else, and how everybody's a loser that's not her. And text, 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 and blah blah blah, and words on the screen. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. it's like she's you know. Doing, I mean, yelling at her mom and, and brother and everybody around her constantly. With they a, basically with, with occasionally, us with the least likable yes. character you can possibly imagine, yes. right? But I mean, occasionally still saying funny things where it's like, okay, I, 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 I obviously hate her, but at the same time, I'm laughing at some of the dumb shit she's saying. Yeah, there was one joke she said. I don't remember which one it was, but we all sort of broke at it, and I was like, okay, we might, this might pass yeah. the five minute mark, mm-hmm. right? One of the jokes hit. And then it doesn't take very long. She's like sitting at her mirror and all of a sudden it's like slasher film, like, you know, evil thing is behind her and the Cinderella character. Mm -hmm. She was also just talking about going to see the movie. Yeah, she's like super fan of super Cinderella. And she's Mm -hmm. like, you can go see it. You're stupid. Yeah. All of a sudden that character is behind her. Kills her. Kills her. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then defenestrates her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and talk to the hood of, hood of the car where her mom is waiting for right. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and her mom is talking about how much she kind of hates her. Kind of hates her. Yeah. yeah, it's like that girl gets away with everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then we're actually introduced to the hero of the movie. Uh-huh. Kind of, um, yes, sure. Basically, sure. Uh, ostensibly our main character, who uh, is <laughs> Taylor, who's basically like the biggest loser in the school. Or wait, no, Taylor was the main the main girl. Riley mm-hmm. is yeah. Riley is the girl who's the biggest loser in school. Taylor was the biggest bitch. Yes. Who was also the most popular and gonna mm-hmm. be the prom queen and all and that. And now the most dead. Yeah. And the most dead. <laughs> and then <laughs> most dead. Mostly. We follow Riley around for quite a while where life shits on her. She's your typical She's already t- got a broken ankle. Yeah, already got a broken ankle, which you find out later how that happened, and basically just showing you everything. That can go wrong in her morning. Yeah, but at the same time, I think this is where Chuck was getting, like, she's very much in the, like, obviously, like, not another teen movie, like, you're the ugly, unpopular girl. I was like, mm, I don't think so. Yeah, no, she's hot. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> she's totally hot. Yeah. And she's not even wearing the glasses to obscure the hotness. Yeah. It's just like, no, girl, you're hot. Yeah. She's just kind of awkward, and she's a she's a vegetarian, she's right. a feminist, so she's an outcast. Right. Sure. Yeah, she's wearing a she's wearing a white tank top that has written in marker on it. Says this is what a feminist looks like. Right. Yeah, with sharpie. Which I mean, you know, I, God, I, I think you'd have to. This might be the movie to do the uh, not to jump ahead, but to do the immersion thing with because I, there is absolutely no way I got half of what this movie was throwing out. Oh, watch it five times yeah. in a row. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm like, already, I've already talked to people on Twitter about this. Like just. In between when we finished and when we started, and one guy was like, yeah, the majority of the theater walking out of there despised this movie. And he's like, it took me a second viewing before I realized I actually loved it. 
I, I'm just saying there, there, there could possibly no be things. There's no way to be prepared for this movie. Yeah. There, there's none. No. There's possible themes going on, and, and I don't want to. I hate to try to expound upon them because I don't necessarily know that I grasped them all in the first viewing. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's because, like, she has some issues, and everyone in the current time of 2011, anyway, is so oblivious to everything that they're just like, you're a loser because you might possibly care about something. Yeah. And we're so mm-hmm. self absorbed that, you know, that makes you a loser. Where. Anyway, we'll get to other parts. Yeah, of the movie, and I mean, there's yeah. easier commentary there. One, sure. one of the characters says the '90s or the new '80s, mm-hmm. which yeah, the will girl come up gets killed at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, which will come up considerably as a theme of this movie. Mm-hmm. That you know, basically every movie that loves the '80s, this is the same type of thing, except with the '90s. Yeah, but it's it's that sort of thing is parodied hard. Oh yeah. Super, super heavy handed. Yeah. That. I mean, when I say like, it's not another teen movie in some regards, it's like, it, it almost like parodies the scenes and not another teen movie that parody the breakfast club. If that makes any sense. It's yes. like referencing a reference. Mm-hmm. It's like two steps beyond the, well, re- it's like, it's kind, it's like, here's what they're going for, but it's been washed through a layer of someone else doing it first. And then now we're going to also, make reference to it yeah. it's well it's the it's the you know that i know that you know exactly that somebody already did this already right so here's a little tweak to it yeah and if you're still with us then just keep coming mm-hmm. well it even later kind of directly rips off breakfast club it does in a huge but, way but then like you could tell like they're going for an exact quote and then they tweak it just a little bit mm-hmm. where it's just like mm-hmm. all right well and it's not <laughs> and the thing about this too is this movie's very funny like there are so many funny scenes that are not just like, oh, we're referencing this, so Wait you a minute. get it. This is a comedy that we've watched that works, by the yeah. way. Yeah, because it's not just a comedy, but like, well, like ni- when, like 90% when, works. I mean, the comedy. When she, she misses the bus yeah, in the right. morning and then tries to get her dad up to drive her to work, yeah. and he sits up for a minute and goes, nope, still drunk, flops yeah. down on the couch, <laughs> and then they just show cut to her walking down the street. Yep. I mean, there, there's jokes like that that are just terrific that work throughout the movie yeah i mean it's kind of almost parker lewis lewis in a way where it's just joke 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 and they're just they're coming so fast it's like i need time i need a little bit of time to process because that joke hit that was funny Mm -hmm. but now you're still going with the jokes and it's like come on just pace yourself yeah (laughs) but i mean i think that also has something to do with the what this movie is oh sure Mm -hmm. because yeah it is kind of homaging the 90s not top tier good teen sitcoms yeah Mm -hmm. i mean that's how it kind of almost plays out the entire thing yeah Yeah. i mean this really has like that blossom parker lewis you know Mm -hmm. everything vibe to it sure yeah i mean and starts being can't hardly wait at one point it's (laughs) but i will say like through the credits like you've got your introduction with taylor the least likable character ever they get into riley and they're introducing characters hard and fast while they're running the credits with their names well, and the like credits are the practical. Name, yeah, the, the credits are like one guy's name, the Josh Hutcherson, who's in Hunger Games. He's mm-hmm. one of the main characters. His name is written on his Converse All Star shoes. Yeah. as he comes by, there's I mean, there's all sorts of stuff like that going on. Yeah, like the credits but, are actually in this universe. Yeah, like someone actually texts one on a screen. Mm-hmm. I think the best one was the locker, uh, the lock on. Yes. The, oh, yeah. I just I yeah, mean, thinking about somebody somebody etching that onto a. a I, you lock. know, I I feel like it's a. Di- it was probably a digital effect. It looked really good, but who knows? Yeah, they went a lot to of a lot stuff, of effort to to do yeah. a lot of that stuff. So yeah, and there's it's they're just all sorts of yeah. all over the place. It's like the not trite version of the you know big floating credits 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the practical. I mean, I, I don't. I love to know what the first movie that ever do, did it was. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, well, I'm sure it's some obscure French movie that we've never heard of or something oh, like yeah. that. But I mean, it's like I earlier one of the earlier. I mean, I think of like High Fidelity. It was one of the first ones I think of. Like, well, the well, um, I mean, like Hard Ticket to Hawaii does it. Yeah, in the same it was all in the boxes. Yeah, it's it's the boxes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but it's very off-putting through that first fifteen minutes because you have to get used to the clip style that everyone's speaking in slang that it almost feels like they all made up on set mm-hmm. just for these characters to be speaking. Yeah. yeah. And so it like it it's introducing characters while giving you the credits and you're kind of interested in how they're doing the credits and it's cutting so fast and it's so many characters are coming on screen mm-hmm. it's it's hard to decide what it is you're going to be paying attention to. Because they're introducing characters as they're showing you these kind of interesting physical world credits. Mm-hmm. So it's like watching a demo reel for the first 15 minutes of this movie. It's like, yeah. look at all our on-screen graphics, and now we've got real-world graphics, and just, you know, here's a bunch of characters, go, go, go. And it's like, oh, wait. <laughs> well, and it's very much, it's, to me, it feels intentionally to get the whole ADD feeling that modern, everyone figures modern teenagers have. Right. Like, they, they can't pay attention on anything for more than a few seconds. They have to be constantly stimulated with all the stuff. You know, it's like all the cliche stuff that adults say that teens need is exactly what this movie's doing. Yeah. And it's doing it in such a stylized way and such a forced way that it's like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. we, we get it. But eventually it does slow down and then starts to get into the plot, kind of. <laughs> the first series of plot. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of Where plot. it's... I mean, should we just go over the characters? Uh, kind of. Because, I mean, I mean there, there's Riley, who's the main character. And, and we'll say, like, Josh Hutcherson, you'll recognize him if you've seen Hunger Games or any commercials from mm-hmm. Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dane Cook is the principal. Yeah. And he's he's not as Dane Cookish. Yeah, no, like, he's all as, right. But it's... The it's only be- man who could rein in Dane Cook. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because they intentionally play him as this sad sack loser. Yeah. who's But he's not like the... He's like the sad sack loser that's got a little bit of power, and yeah. so they, he's just gonna flex it as far as he can flex yeah. it. Well, they play it a lot like the principal from from Breakfast Club. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. he's he was obviously cool at some point, and now he is, or he thought he was cool at some point, and he's just. Um, so you're technically in the Breakfast Club, I believe that was the vice principal. Vice principal, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a true '80s kid. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now Dane Cook was in Torque, right? He was. Didn't he have that weird? He had that weird cameo. Cameo scene. where it was just like, "Hey, Dane Cook is in this. That's weird." Yeah. Okay. So he must be friends with Joseph Kahn. Sure, but someone's got to be. Well, and yeah. apparently, Kahn pretty much produced this by himself. So mm-hmm. was... you could tell no one was really fucking with his vision. No, no, <laughs> it's a very singular yeah, sort of this thing. Is... There's no studio interference on this to the point where the movie has no opening logos at all. It is no, detention it just title bang. and then movie starts because we were like, oh wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> is this a trailer. I kind of like. I kind of get a bit of an Edgar Wright feel to this. Like Scott Pilgrim strong, was coming to mind. Strong watching style. This. Yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously not as kind of focused and no. you know, and it's effects that aren't used for like characters. They're used all to just enhance little bits and weird right. things. Like they're, if you want something weird, that's where you use the CG in yeah. this one. You exactly. Know? Yeah. yeah. So, but it's like, but yeah. So you got you got Riley, mm-hmm. who's ostensibly your hero with a limp, with her cast, and the put upon girl who's supposed to be the ugliest, least popular girl in school. But sure. you know. And then, and, yeah, 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 and and Clapton, who's Josh Hutcherson, is like 
he's skateboarding through the halls. People are like, hey, man, how's it going? You know, he, like, he's kind of like the, the Spikowski almost. Yeah. He's kind of what you or Spicoli. Jeez. <laughs> God, my brain. Totally. Still not working tonight. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of like that guy where it's like everybody's like, yeah, you're kind of. He's kind, kind of, of a, a loser, but we all put up with you. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a lovable weirdo. Yeah. And then they like you wouldn't recognize anybody else, but there's you know there's the the jock who gets his own completely insane story. Holy God! That continues <laughs> through the movie. There's his ex girlfriend who is now suddenly dating Clapton, and of course the jock wants to beat him up for this. And the ex girlfriend who also happens to be or was Riley's best friend. Yeah. Which was not clear at all in the beginning. No. No. Until not even they that they do, knew each other. Yeah. Like, like it was odd. And there's and, and, a whole bunch and of then just a whole bunch of ancillary characters that won't really matter, and we're just not going to get into them because there's too much going on in this movie. Yeah. But they each have their own little storylines that are happening as the movie's going on. So The only other guy who matters is the football coach. The football coach is the... Yeah, is what people should be focusing on. Yeah, he's goddamn awesome. He was in Out of Sight, by the way. I, I saw that. He was he was Jaime, <laughs> Don Cheadle's protege. Uh huh. But yeah, he only gets a scene where he gets kicked in the balls and hit in the face with a book, and sure. then his scene is over. That's too bad. Because yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he's used awesomely in this movie. Mm-hmm. But it again, I don't even know where to start. I, yeah. I don't. I don't think we she can. gets. She gets attacked at school. Mm-hmm. For one, and we're not sure if it's real or not. Well, this well, is because after she's tried to hang herself. Yeah, she decided she was going to end her, end her life in the middle of the hallway, and then wasn't yeah, that like she midway lost, through the movie? Though it was kind no, of like twenty five minutes into it because yeah. yeah. there was a lot of yeah. Because well, early on, like it's it's a lot of her being shit on. It's yeah. it's and then of then her, I guess the guy who's kind of like her friend and also uh, Clapton's friend. Yeah, he's the ducky of the movie. Yeah, a bit. Yeah. He's the, you know... Yeah, Sander, who's yeah. just kind of... He's like everyone's friend, but not really. He just pops up when they need to converse with someone. Yeah, but like a super pervy version of that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't so know. Ducky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the fire the fire sprinklers go off at one point, and mm-hmm. he's just talking to he's, Riley, and he's just like, wet t-shirt, click. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like immediately slap. <laughs> yeah. But there's yeah, some, so, yeah, so there's that. She loses, and he won't stop showing the photo. Like, he accidentally texts the photo to her, texts it to somebody yeah. else. Oh, I meant and, to send it to... Yeah. yeah, and then he won't stop looking at it while he's talking to her right next to her. <laughs> right. But there's that. She loses a debate to a Canadian. Uh, she's a vegetarian, yeah. mm-hmm. which becomes a big character trait for her. But she's a vegetarian who loses a debate <laughs> to the world's angriest Canadian. <laughs> yeah. I gotta know who that Canadian guy he was. Makes a point about Gord. chickens exploding or something to <laughs> Yeah, says she has no sympathy for chickens and mm-hmm. that's why he only eats baby baby, baby seals, baby cows. They haven't been alive have, long enough. <laughs> you need to you need to find that debate scene and watch it yeah. if you're not gonna watch anything <laughs> like else. If you're gonna from do a movie. monologue in an acting class, that's probably the one you should do. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, and, but his 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 debate is so convincing that she eats a hamburger at lunch. Oh yeah. It's just cut to her staring at a hamburger like, yeah. well, fuck it, I'll eat this hamburger. Oh, he says she has she doesn't have the confidence to eat meat, and so she goes, she's all feeling shitty, so she goes and eats meat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She wants the confidence. Then yeah. decides to hang herself. Yes. And then yeah. decides to hang herself. And then decides herself. to hang herself, which yeah, is when like, she is attacked by Cinderella. Yes. Or we... I, it's, it's not made clear. <laughs> no. It's, it's Cinderella. <laughs> yeah. Or someone like But her. she does get cut down from the ceiling. Yeah. They, they cut the rope. The We have to at least talk about some of these 
uh, Cinderella fight scenes um, <laughs> because it's like it's goofy, clumsy, like it, well, it's highly choreographed, violent attacking stuff. It's like slash and duck and dive and you know they're all very it's exaggerated yeah but they're um, coordinated like giant blade you know like slash you jump and it's, it's yeah and it's they're honestly i mean they mentioned it several times throughout the movie it's very much like scream I yeah mean, scream if you remember mm-hmm. that the the, the, the ghost face killer got killed you know kicked in the balls a lot right throughout <laughs> the course of the movie like yeah yeah and it's well and the fights are really sloppy yeah like yeah. they they feel kind of like almost like a real fight unlike most horror movie fights right but then like when they show clips of the movies the cinder hella movies mm-hmm. are, they're totally saw oh yeah. Yeah. yeah and like just ridiculous mm-hmm. just like heads exploding and mechanical traps and shit i mean it's it's yeah but it, it's also kind of implied that there's slashery bits to oh sure. Hella as well sure it's, I think there yeah. could be a drinking game with things that explode in this movie. Like, yes. God, yes. Living, it does become organisms. a... Yeah. yeah, it becomes just a running gag of just like, here's the thing. Oh, it explodes. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I just love that he cuts her down, she hits the floor, and the bell rings, and everyone's just walking around like nothing's happened. Yeah. <laughs> and even that becomes a running gag to where the very last time they do that in the movie, I about lost it. Yeah. When they show up at the end, and, and people just come over and start dancing over them. It's, mm-hmm. it's just the best yeah. dumb running gag. Yeah. But she goes outside, and that's when uh, that's when the jock is finally trying to beat up beat up Clapton, and uh, they're about to get in a fight. The police show up, and they're like, "Okay, everybody, your friend Taylor's been murdered." And they're like, "What?" And and she goes, "I was attacked too." And they go, "Sure, you were, honey." Well, the officer oh, yeah, looks the, her up yeah, and down, like, her yeah. Up and like, "Yeah, no, nah. <laughs> no, you weren't." And uh, she's just like, aw. Yeah, sure you were, honey. <laughs> yeah. And then they leave, and then everyone just kind of disperses. But the funny part is, when the jock's about to beat him up, he's just like, I got dibs, <laughs> Before when the cops show up. And then Hutcherson walks away from him, and he swings and misses him <laughs> yes. in midair, like yeah. right next to the... And the cops just completely ignore that yeah, part they're paying no it. attention to that. Yeah. Yeah. But he's then like, I think the next... Uh, then the next time she gets attacked at home... Okay. And yeah, ends up running, like gets kicked out of her window. Oh yeah. She runs around in the backyard. Yeah. Runs around the backyard getting chased and like has to hop the fence with her cast on and Mm -hmm. eventually falls in a pool. And there's also a uh, dogist cameo. (laughs) There is. And there's an amazing slow motion, like dog jumping and biting at the girl's face. I don't know. It's raising Arizona. It's really, (laughs) it's either really well composited or it's scary as shit. I'm pretty sure that was probably positive. <laughs> the way that as angry as that dog was. Oh, yeah. That, but holy God. But yeah, so she gets attacked again, talks to the cops, and the cops are just like, really? Like, we saw this movie. This, you, they don't come after you. And she's like, what do you mean they don't come after me? <laughs> well, the one, the dude cop is just talking all entirely in fanboy bullshit. Just like, you know, just like nuke the fridge and worst complaint ever. And Yeah. Like, like. This was the point where it's so referential of everything that it's almost tough to keep up with everything that they're referencing yeah. in this very scene. And she's like, like he's making bad references and she's calling him out on bad references mm-hmm. while referencing something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This scene, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like I, this is, this is one of those painful scenes if you ask me, but I, I yeah, you know, well, one, 
one of the actual problems with this movie is that it's it's very 2011 centric like right when certain buzzwords were starting to to pop up and mm-hmm. now they're really really dumb to hear someone say so it the expiration date on some of these jokes was about two weeks yeah because there's a there's a a dollar sign huh yeah reference in the beginning <laughs> <laughs> right yeah which is already like really who yeah i think some of it kind of serves to emphasize how oh well she dumb they are in the very beginning she makes a joke about i i'm totally into this band and that they'll be you know mopping floors in five minutes oh yeah mm-hmm. they'll be and the opening on the, the, the toilet like, yeah. hey what <laughs> yeah well i mean yes but at the same time you you still have to i don't know you still have to have some reference i mean sure. unless you're just making a movie for immediate consumption and yeah mm-hmm. never again. but i mean some of it is just like you know just lines like what are you lady gaga or something like that where it's just like ah that mm-hmm. joke just swinging a miss <laughs> yeah yeah but those i mean they're 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 not many of them but there are and they they sort of grind the movie to a halt for a good four seconds before the next joke comes yeah, yeah. but but i I can forgive it because this movie is clearly designed to be a product of its time because of the references it's making sure two twenty years earlier than that. Kind of like back to the future is a similar thing where it's like, all right, we're, we're referencing this other time period so specifically right. that it's okay to date ourselves in this way. I get that. And I think that's kind of, that's kind of my feeling, at least what they're going for mm-hmm. when they're doing it. And yeah. So she gets attacked. Cops don't believe her and are just like, whatever you're stupid <laughs> yes yeah and then from this point is this when they go on the double date kind of yeah, they go bowling that's right they go bowling and there's a great there's a great background gag that starts in that where like one of the characters throws a fry at the other person and immediately a food fight breaks out in the yep. entire bowling alley but they just cut away right just immediately yeah. and and we will say <laughs> it, at certain points in the movie they'll reference something like this is where we find out that they were best friends at rally and right and Ioni yeah. were best friends, and and all of a sudden the screen will go black, and it'll have a credit that'll or a uh, you know text that'll just say, you know, the story of the breakup between yeah, Riley but, and but Scott. it's this ever increasing goofy string of titles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, they only went bowling after um, some more people were murdered and they were let out of school. Yeah, I think it was this was actually all after the party. Yes. Was it? Okay. Well, that, was it after the party? Yeah, because they were they were bowling because they were sent home from school, a la Scream, right? You know, and that, and I thought it was just because of that girl's death. Yeah, it was. But then then the party happens later. Okay, and I think the party happened before bowling. Anyway, because because they, they saw the, no, the football it, coach there, and he was like, they said something like, "Oh, we get out of school, and you know, here's a teacher right here." Oh yeah, yeah. Time doesn't anyway. exist in this. And also, know, they've made tr- they've made true. her play the part of the school mascot. Yes, and because the the. Uh, because the girl got murdered in the very beginning, she was the lead cheerleader. Mm-hmm. So now Ioni is the lead cheerleader. Yeah. And this is when all her 90s references show up. Because mm. yeah. she dances to CNC Music Factory, which the coach absolutely loves and is glad that <laughs> they're bringing it back. Yeah. And starts dancing with her. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when they're leaving the bowling alley is when the jock comes out and he's like, coach, you ready for the football game? He's like, fuck yeah, football! Yeah! Well, and slams the hood of his, like, 1983 yeah. Toyota Tercel. <laughs> There's another little shot in this that I really like is that they don't... I like the little touches that this movie has. It's just like the movie is so schizophrenic that it, it's like it almost breaks itself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Is that there is a, there's a scene where um, Clapton and um, the nerdy kid... Uh, uh, Skinner, Skirt, Skirt, Skinner, what was his name? Skirty. Sander. Sander. 
Okay, Sander Sanderson. Clapton yeah, and, and Sander are, are bowling simultaneously, and he like immediately throws a gutter ball, and he per- throws a perfect strike, and it's just kind of in the background, and it's just sort of like, yeah, you know, here's your awesome everybody wants to be him kid, and here's yep. the mm-hmm. you know, gutter gutter ball two feet down. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I, I just no the, little touches like that. It's like it's really nice. The and, attention to detail. And the fact in this that movie. they actually probably. I mean, I wonder how many times they had to film that. I mean, who knows? You know, Josh Hutcherson may be actually good at bowling or whatever, but. Let's ask him on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Hutcherson, are you actually good at bowling? I can do that. You want okay. me to do it from the BMS? DJ's on it. Okay. He's, he's I'll do it from the official He's catching account. fire in the bowling games. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there, there, there's there's background jokes, and then there's little jokes that you're not watching specifically for, but the, there's always something going on in a shot. Yeah. So, but there are excessive amount of visual gags yes. in this movie. Yeah, and then once we start learning this, the story of the the jock bully guy, sweet yeah. Jesus! Yeah, it, because I, something goes wrong. <laughs> like like they, we get to the big football game, and they hike the ball, and he's got just like glue yeah. on his hands all of a sudden, yeah. and he's like, "Oh shit!" And he runs out, ends up tackling Riley in the bear suit, mm-hmm. and then somehow they end up back in the locker room. When I wait. <laughs> because he he has puked several times on the field and then he pukes on a dude which mm-hmm. starts melting his football helmet and yeah. at this point i just was like fuck i don't know what's going on in this movie but it's fantastic now it's the fly <laughs> it's like whatever yeah but yeah so they they go into the locker room uh some threes company-esque <laughs> fake sexual situation start yeah happening. but this is where he gives his backstory it's like do you really want to know the real story of me She's like, well, steroids. Like, I've, I've got junk. fly DNA. And yeah. then it's like text on the screen. The unfortunate <laughs> story of Riley, the football player. Right. And oh. holy God. <laughs> this is where we find out. Mm-hmm. We were about to find out. That a- his abusive father kicked him out of the house because he was playing with the dog in front of the TV. Yeah. He goes walking in the woods with, again, dog is cameo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And then sees a meteorite or whatever crash land to the earth goes up and touches it and is like ooh ah and then something happens and then his dog explodes his dog explodes <laughs> his, his head burns his dog explodes and then yeah, he they gets- just cuts to the dog <laughs> and the dog just standing there and just <laughs> yes yes that does happen pretty much nope. any animal in this movie is going to explode yes. when it shows up and on screen and a few people yeah. but and then he goes home and his dad's like we gotta put your hand in this TV to <laughs> ain't hide- no son of mine gonna have no burned hand freak, freak ain't no son of mine gonna be a freak yeah. Yeah. and from so, this point we follow his life with a tv on his hand he's sitting in class a functioning with a tv, TV. On. Yeah, it's always on <laughs> he's on the he's always on the, playing football i believe yeah yeah he's he's in the he's in the playground swinging the tv at kids who are bullying him. one yeah yeah oh, oh yeah, yeah. He, goes down. <laughs> yeah he gets that kid good yeah yeah uh and yeah, then like it. one day dad pulls the tv off and his hands okay yeah he's like oh i yeah. guess your hand's fine yeah and, yeah that's it, really. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the explanation, well, other than, like, he still has fly DNA. Yeah, but he's ha- he's having sex with a girl, and then all of a sudden, just, like, fly wings shoot out of his back. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ioni said something, you know, somewhere along the lines of the party of, like, <laughs> I knew your sperm wasn't supposed to glow in the dark. Yeah. And he's like, I can't believe you said that out loud. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right before he actually goes and gets murdered. Yeah. <laughs> to which Clapton says, I guarantee my sperm does not glow in the dark. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are very calm about very strange things in this movie. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, so yes, at the party, that all comes out. Yes. Because he's still trying to beat the crap out of Clapton. They eventually yeah. hit each other a few times. And Ioni 
stops it yeah. by you know saying the whole sperm thing and he's like I can't believe you say that and then he storms upstairs <laughs> well he has a great line in the pre-fight because he's just like if your face hurts my hand when I punch it I'm gonna punch you again yeah <laughs> I'm gonna hit you even harder <laughs> yeah it's like what <laughs> yeah but then yeah the the I think my favorite was the uh, next time you get an x-ray of your teeth, <laughs> it's going to be an x-ray of your head flying off or something yes. like that. <laughs> he's so angry and determined in all of these things he's, yeah. he's saying, and none of them make any sense. Nope. It's like, is that a threat? I don't know. Yeah. Because, yeah. cause, um, what's his face? Sander is taking pictures of his teeth for, for dental yeah. records before mm-hmm, he gets right. to the first fight. Yeah, that's yeah. why he uses the x-ray line. Yeah, okay. so... The Riley obviously likes Clapton. He's with the he's with the head cheerleader girl. Yep. She tries to she you know she's getting excessively more drunk as as the movie's going on as the scene's going on yeah. makes makes out with Sander just to try and make Clapton jealous. He ends up he told her it was a costume party for one right. So she's wearing Claire Danes's outfit from my. So-called, so-called life. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's wearing his Picard uniform. Yes. And somebody says, I thought you were an ice skater. <laughs> I think she said that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm Captain Jean-Luc Picard. He's like, oh, I thought you were an ice skater. Because yeah. when, when he goes to ki- when she gives him the okay to kiss, and he's like, engage when he goes in. <laughs> there's enough time for him to say engage and for her to go, ew. ew. <laughs> and she starts to like recoil yes. and it's, yeah. Oh, it's so good. So and there's dumb. another, there's another point where she's swigging from a, a just a bottle of vodka the yeah. whole time. Just yep. a huge bottle of vodka. And it, during this scene, like they, they break apart mm-hmm. and they pan to him, I guess. It's hard to remember the exact sequence, but they, they, Focus on him for a second, and he leans in for another kiss, and just just as she pulls the bottle of vodka up to her face, and he just ends up with his lips planted against the end of the bottle of vodka. Yeah, they create this vodka bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of them willing to, to stop doing it. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just dumb. Just dumb yeah, gags. But, and, <laughs> but they they generally work, yeah. and that's the amazing thing about yeah. this movie. Is By they, this point, I was just like, I'm on board yeah. with this movie. This is <laughs> and then there's comes this whole side thing that I kind of comes back later in the movie because like he ends up getting his his official uh <laughs> LeVar Burton ring, <laughs> pinky <laughs> ring stuck on her overalls and rips her overalls off exposing her breast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone takes a picture and that becomes a thing. Oh, video. That becomes oh, video. the reason she gets detention. Right. 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 Yes. Because, because also, she's, she's an amateur porn star now. Yeah, but also on that same video recording is the the, the jock dude getting right. totally murdered upstairs right. and all of his various parts falling out yes. onto the barbecue grill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who he happens to get his hand stuck in a TV. Yeah. During the whole scene. Well, of course he does. Of course he does. But yeah, but he gets chopped up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, <laughs> drunk Riley's just sitting outside eating a burger off the grill when suddenly his body gets <laughs> tossed out the window. Yeah. Chunks of him get tossed out the window onto the grill. Yep. And she pukes up the burger. There's a yeah. lot of puking scenes in this movie. Yeah, just a lot are. of just... She just spits that burger out. No, I know, but yeah. still. It there's just a lot, adds. There's the director, a lot of puking. The director's of credit in yeah. the beginning <laughs> is is in puke yeah. in a urinal. Yeah. So that so, should give you an idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the next scene is her at the getting you know detention from the principal, and he's saying, you know, this video had 20,000 views. And then, and then there's a certain point she goes, well, you guys watched it? And they're like, well, we had to. And the one teacher's like, I didn't. She goes, well, why not? <laughs> yeah. he just Which is like, later explained. Yes. <laughs> he gives a little shrug. He's like, eh. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because then she is kind of in detention, but not the movie's 
detention. It's just like she's in a room with like two dudes wrestling. And I don't know what the hell that scene was. And other that, than weird I think and that was funny. just like an after after she's been sentenced to detention thing. Maybe because she's wearing the same outfit. Yeah, because but she continues to wear the same outfit anyway. It's right. one of those weird movie things. But like it, she's it, the the teacher who didn't look at the video is in there, and he's just giving her all this Deepak Chopra bullshit. And yeah, and he's just like you. You need to value yourself. Yeah, and, and she's like, oh no, and then she, she like comes to this weird realization, like, wait, I'm a hot young porn star. This is fantastic, and mm-hmm. starts hitting on the teacher, and the teacher's like. Uh, I don't think uh, no and then <laughs> it like immediately cuts to <laughs> cuts to a dude spanking like with a with a with a basket full of flowers yeah Pick spanking I him yes, i think they were going on to pick yeah, he yeah. hands him flowers yeah. oh, okay yeah, he smacks hands his flowers. ass hands him flowers and then grabs a picnic basket as right. they walk out and then it's, they kiss it's like the movie gives you enough information for you to figure it out for yourself and then smash cuts to here he's gay yeah. <laughs> it's like oh okay thank you yeah. movie. and then they like make out in the background while dudes wrestle in slow motion it's mm-hmm. just like okay yep. <laughs> we've got it we figured out what his character is Thanks. yeah but eventually this leads to everyone from the movie, including other side characters we haven't even talked about, being put into detention, and and the principal basically going, "There's a murderer here. You were all in the video. You're all suspects, and stay here until we figure it out. You're staying here until we figure it out." And this is Saturday detention because the prom is that night, right? Mm-hmm. And then so they're all accusing each other, and they're going, "Oh well, it can't be you because you're you can't even walk right. You can't be you because you're too dumb to pull it off." and all these things, and then they get to the one. And they're like, "Well, it must be you." And it's this one, the one black guy who's kind of been in the background but hasn't really said anything. Yeah. And he's just like, "Well, why is it me?" They're like, "Because you never say anything. Just take one for the team, man. You know you did it." And he's like, "I didn't kill anybody. I'm just boring." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy's really like, good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, all right. <laughs> they're like, "Okay, you got a point." Yeah. And this is when we're introduced to guy in hoodie. Yeah, they kind of well, they kind of keep sneaking him in where he's not obviously right. in the scene, but mm-hmm. then he just keeps popping in side spots. Periodically. Yeah, like yeah. like you just see him out of the corner of your eye is yeah. sort of the effect. Like, wait, giving. there was he was there for a second and then not, and then that's when the whole time travel portion of this movie opens up, which they hinted at earlier mm-hmm. because the the gay teacher is teaching them physics or something to where their their project is to invent a time machine to so he can get the fuck out of that yeah <laughs> so they they they've been, the they bury it early in the yeah. first yeah. act yeah <laughs> right so we get his story his whole backstory and his whole backstory is basically just like hey remember all the music you liked over the years well <laughs> well that he's been in detention since he, 1992 yeah yeah he's been in detention and he He's been figuring it out. He has never been given permission to leave. Right. Yeah, because the, the principal says, you're going to detention until I say that you've reformed. Yeah, because yeah, so of that to... pornography that you... Right. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, but, what? So what they do is they they, do, they cut to their black screen that says the the strange story of yeah. Guy in Hoodie. I right. remember what his name was, but he says his name in the movie. Yeah. And... Yeah, it was, I'm going to go ahead and warn everybody right now. This is where we're going to lose you, because this is where every bit of information in this movie comes together. Mm-hmm. Sure. So in our, real quick in our, too. <laughs> in our talk right now, we're about to lose you if you haven't seen the movie. Yeah. So this is your last chance. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So he, it. it good. No, you go ahead. I, I was just. Gonna, it just bounces around for like, like three, four know, three, years at a time. Yeah, it, but it bounces just sort of back and forth through the '90s and 2000s of, uh, what detention would have looked like in those years. And yeah. like one year it's people in Von Dutch trucker hats. One year, <laughs> yep. year it's 2003. all. 2003. All. Um, 
everybody's all backstreet boyed up and mm-hmm. but it's it's filmed as if it's one continuous shot of them circling around the room yeah it's i, I actually really like the way that was done because they like they'll start off behind his head and then they'll do like 180 degrees and suddenly you're you're behind him again yep. yeah. mm-hmm. and then he passes in front of the camera again and it switches yeah the back there so, everyone was either backstreet or britney speared yeah, yeah. When, yeah. In 1998, they were yeah, because it, it it's showing a year thing. on screen, and the music changes yeah. to whatever pop music was yeah. popular then. And right. it does like a 360, but you see everybody, or you see him like twice every revolution, right? Mm-hmm. It's, and it's he's weird. always working on this scientific formula, the, right. just carving it into this desk. Yeah, but yeah, they get back to 1994. You hear Hole playing, right. and everyone's wearing flannel, and then you get yeah. to they finally get to 92 when they're leading him in, and they're saying you've you're taking pictures of this pornography. We're not going to have that in our school. And mm-hmm. you throw him into the seat and he says, you're not here. You're not allowed to leave here until I give you permission to leave. And that's yeah. when he looks <laughs> and sitting across from him is Ioni trying to mess with her phone, but she's all nineties up. Yeah. And she's trying to see why her phone isn't working. And that's when they suddenly jump back to the present. And he goes, you were here. You were here in 1992, and this is when she explains <laughs> that her mom decided pulled, that in order... She pulled a Freaky Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Her mom pulled a Freaky Friday and decided that, okay, if you want to win the dance competition, you need my moves, and I know how moves. to pull it off, <laughs> and we'll just switch bodies. But the, and you'll go back to 1992. Yeah. But they literally have to switch. Like, they have to switch time and body. Yeah, Basically. because it's like you have right. to go back there because if there's two of you here or whatever, it, it it increasingly doesn't make any sense as they're explaining it. But the best part is, is that the mom in each cut is drinking heavily to where by the time the most important part of this conversation is happening, she is so drunk that it's just like nonsense. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, she's just yelling nonsense words. Yeah. But I mean, they're like they're go- they're doing all these different things. It's like a montage of, but the conversation continues. And one yeah. of them is them getting bikini waxed. Yes. <laughs> that's, I think, when the most important information comes out. And that's when she's the most drunk where it's just yeah. like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, she was explaining like who was hot back in the in the nineties. Yeah, oh, oh Richard guys. Rico. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, but Luke then Perry, aliens. Kevin Costner. Yeah. Then <laughs> she, the daughter makes a wish, mm-hmm. and aliens come take the mom, and then it works. <laughs> Which, by the way, the daughter. The that's da- yeah. that's the second or third appearance by aliens because we've also had a story of the the bear from the time traveling bear from planet spitfire or whatever yeah because it's grizzly <laughs> high like grizzly bear high yes so, there's a whole sequence of just a bear frolicking on some sort of weird alien planet and a ufo comes down and it just trots on board yeah <laughs> takes off well, and then it's, that's it's, a- it was called wasn't it called the curious story of the time traveling mascot bear yes. yeah yeah or just yeah. the time traveling bear i think yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah that's that that so this alien appearance to switch their bodies is not the first appearance appearance of aliens in this movie. Well, it's not the first mention of aliens either. Well, the, yeah, no, the meteorite the, was yeah. hinted that it was the yeah. aliens too. And, there, the, and the news the newscaster keeps talking about aliens, right? Yeah. But he gets like they cut before he can finish yeah. actually talking about what it it's is. It's always like this one guy called in and said he had to eat three cans of tuna because <laughs> right. the aliens made him and he doesn't even like tuna, right? Mm-hmm. And like it's, on this good morning grizzly town yeah, or whatever. Yeah. The hell. And it's weird. It's a it's any of you that follow poker. It's Daniel Negrano. Mm-hmm. Who's a, yeah. World Poker Tour, many time winner, I think. Yeah, Jennifer, Jennifer Tilly was busy. Yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's a shame. <laughs> she was in a dogish movie. She was. Woof. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking but, about. So <laughs> it happened. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go from here. 
so yes. So Ione is in 1992. Uh-huh. Her mom has possessed the body of the girl. Right. Of the, yeah. of the younger girl. Yes. And... That's why she suddenly like uh, clapped it and all that yeah, stuff. Because she's totally he Not makes hit. '90s references, therefore he's the best thing ever. Right. And why she's mm-hmm. also so well versed in '90s slang and stuff. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they have like a '90s talent show, and mm-hmm. she just like super excels at everything. And you're just like, wow, she really did her homework. Yeah, <laughs> this is really weird. But yeah, so that <laughs> when they realize this, they also realize that because uh, the guy that uh, has been there since 1992 in detention has finished his formula, and that they have nine minutes before the world ends. Nine point four minutes. By the time he explains it all, he's like nine minutes. But it's not going to end now. It's going to end in nineteen ninety two. Now, <laughs> right? Yep. Yes. So luckily, there they, is. They one decide. Of the g- <laughs> yes, they decide that they need to go get in their time machine, which. Uh, Toshiba, yes. the, the the Asian fellow that's been in, that's also in detention, has been uh, secretly building inside of the mascot. Bear. But he's been like working on yes. yeah the entire yes, the entire yeah. movie. And yeah. we should probably mention um he said he's holding the bear claw most of the mm-hmm. movie. Yep. At this point, and it's not a donut. <laughs> at this point, ah. Principal Dane Cook and Gord have been murdered. Okay, sure. Yes. Yep. During this scene, yeah. Gord the oh, Canadian. Yes. Oh yeah. Gord the Canadian was murdered with a ceiling fan, <laughs> which in. <laughs> Impaled by a ceiling fan blade, yeah. which was still attached to the ceiling fan, and stuck him to the door. Yeah, so yeah. which which happened in like they were trying to find the the they wanted to see uh, Cinder whatever Hella. Thella. yeah Cinder yeah, Hella were, three. So they immediately download the work print from the internet, which leads to the series of movies within movies where it's just like what in the goes, hell? We're watching one movie, two, <laughs> three. Four movies deep, yeah, with like a side movie as well, <laughs> right? Yeah. With a porn parody, somebody watching on. a porn parody <laughs> in one of the movies, yeah. of that that very movie, yeah. And that's when like, which brings us a cameo of Ron Jeremy. Ron yes, Jeremy is a vampire, vampire <laughs> <laughs> bites a woman's breast off. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so someone dies by ceiling fan in that, and then that's later they cut to Gord has been also killed by a ceiling fan, right? And while they're <laughs> while they're watching this <laughs> on someone's several, phone, this Inception this movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and but what's sorry? Uh, no. What's funny about the, the the work print is they they're watching the work print, and in the in the movie they're watching work print of they're like let's watch the work print of <laughs> this other movie, right. and that goes that's what actually goes like four deep is yeah. the work prints of each movie. Yes, it's Torrentception. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's so dumb. Wow. It's so great. Yeah, but yeah, Dane Cook gets killed. Yeah, he get he gets. Like they show him get killed on screen. It's yeah. not like, oh god, he's dead. Like yeah, no, Gord, you didn't even see it happen. No. But, but they the wanted to give the audience that is, thrill of seeing Dan Cook get is murdered. they all they all figure out that well the time machine works, so we have to get to the time machine, and they burst out. And Dan Cook's body is on two different like library carts. Like he's they're, laying uh, across library janitor carts. carts. Yeah, janitor carts. <laughs> And they just push him aside, and his body splits in half, and his guts spill out. It's and like a magic trick. They don't break stride, <laughs> don't and they don't even acknowledge no. it. They just nope. keep walking right by his body cut in half on top of this thing. Well, also, too, when they're in detention and Gord's hanging from the, the, the door with the ceiling fan, one of the girls in the background of a shot goes up to him and is just fidgeting with something, and his, his entire <laughs> lower body just falls off, yeah. and not it's in, just guts hanging out. <laughs> not in focus. They don't no. even acknowledge it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just in the background. Tell so yeah, so, though, so uh-huh. God, Clapton and Riley have to go back to 1992 to make everything stop, Yeah, to stop everything from getting blown up. Yes. And they go back once, and they realize that essentially what it boils down to is because... Um, 
the principal, Dane Cook, as a young man, wanted was trying to ask out Ione's mom. Sloan. Yeah. Sloan. Yeah. Um, Sloan. Yeah. Uh, and she rejected him. He built a bomb and blew everybody up, and somehow that ended time and space. But in and the first iteration, he screwed up right. and blew only up blew up his face. That's Which why is, he's got a scar yeah, on his yeah. face. Had a scar the whole time. Some pretty decent attention to details yeah. in some of this. Well, movie. they really they tie up a ton of things that have been background references right. throughout the movie. I mean, they're called out specifically, but yeah. they're not like the point of any scene. Mm-hmm. And what's weird about it is that you didn't really need them to be explained. It's, mm-hmm. it, they were just like little details of, of nonsense, but then like the movie goes out of its way to, to to all of these things. Like they keep saying, like someone had sex with the mascot twenty years earlier, right? And yeah. so they show they, well, they show keep referencing the like that. you may be a big loser, but at least you didn't have sex with the mascot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been like the whole thing in the movie, right? And there's so, a picture of the like yes. somebody bent over in front of the mascot, right? right. Mm-hmm. And the picture is taken by the dude who got that's why he got sent to detention. Yep. So yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, but we're getting there. Like you know, like I basically like. Guy's like, okay, well, I'm going to blow up the world. And then somehow it still sort of succeeds because they try. I think they run back to the time machine, come back to our time, and it's just smoke and ashes. And they're like, shit, we failed. Yeah. We got to go try again. So they get back like seven minutes before whatever Mm -hmm. was going to happen. And they're like, okay, we got to figure this out now. What they haven't figured out is that Sander is the one who has gone back and convinced him because Sander is the one who's been killing everybody. Yep. Yes. And he's convinced the principal that. You know what? Fuck them. It's going to be great. And yeah. there's even a line where he says, oh, when you blow everybody up, I'm just going to fucking masturbate <laughs> so furiously. Yeah. And he's like, okay, dude. Mm-hmm. All right. But so they realize like that they couldn't talk him. Like they get him. They grab Sander and they take him away. Mm-hmm. But Dane Cook's younger body already has enough knowledge to build a bomb. And that's why everything goes to shit. Right. And they're like, ah, we must have, we, okay. we must have done it wrong. Yeah. So they go back six minutes earlier, come back, and that's when they realize that they have to convince Ione, who is in Sloane's body, that she has to go out with Dane Cook Yeah, to She the has prom. to go to the prom with him. Right. Yeah. And she refuses to do it, and they're like, we have like 45 seconds before he blows everything up, unless you do this. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, you know there's no head cheerleader in the apocalypse, right? Or, <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Basically, that, that, was, that, was, that was their explanation of like why it's okay, mm-hmm. fine. So like immediately, she's just like, all tears, mascara <laughs> oh, all over her face. She's like, would you go as a problem with me? <laughs> and she does. And of she, course, he starts making demands. He's like, well, you know, tongue, full tongue. And she's like, no, God, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Riley clapped on her back and going, 15 seconds. Yeah. She's like, okay. Yeah, so he pulls the he pulls the cord out and, and it seems like everything's okay. I think they run back to the time. Oh, they're, they're running back to the time machine and um, Sanders like standing there like, haha, I have the bomb bitches hits the button and just explodes like everything else in this movie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but it just blows him up. Yeah, it yeah, just blows him up. Just and they're just pulps like, himself. Yeah, per- and just perfectly. Like, huh. And then they time machine and la- every time they time machine through the bear, they just land flat on their backs in whatever time period. Mm. And this is the shot you were talking about. They yes. land in the middle of the prom flat on their backs and then people just kind of start yeah. dancing right into where they are <laughs> yep. and then they're like oh this is the perfect happy happy ending because like the shy guy is leading the band up there and dane cook's awesome cool yeah. guy dating the mom but yeah. i like how they do it because they fall out and they're playing like some song from 1992 mm-hmm. when they come out so it's a little fun little bit of misdirection about it yeah right before you realize oh wait this is the right time period yeah i think but like it's it's the you know back to the future everything's perfect now we've right. like, yeah. somehow this one act has fixed everything because yeah shy guys up there and and toshiba and the goth girl have gotten together and, mm-hmm. and it's like 
Dane and Cook is now married to the mom, Ione's yeah. mom, mm-hmm. or, who Ione is still in right. the mom's still body. And, and then they're and they're <laughs> the prom, prom queen and king, so you know it's like yeah, Josh, uh, yeah, Peta and the other yeah, girl. Peta and the vegetarian. Yes, which I love the when the when the one teacher yeah. comes out to introduce the the king and queen. I just. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> now introducing the king and queen. It's just like, well, okay. Yeah. Well, doesn't he say, I don't know why I did that? Yeah. 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 It's just like, movie really goes for that joke. I really <laughs> thought that was Johnny Shake the first time he showed up. Yeah, yeah he did look great. like him. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, shakes. I thought we were going to get shaken. Shake uh, back. Yeah. Anyway, shake um, back. Yeah, yeah, so but they're like, all right, great, happy, happy, and, and it's playing that fucking song that's like fields of gold. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Which they were they, referencing the whole, whole movie. Is that how that's 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 really that song, the instrumental part? Yeah, yes. all yes. words to field. Yeah, it's, it's all like, mandolin I know, bullshit. I know, I know the police. I don't know the sting. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Anyway, but you hear that shit. He like, knows the all end the words of to post police sting. Yes, yeah. I know. Well, I know. Yeah. Pre pre post whatever. Well, that's. Yeah. I mean, that does lead to such a good joke when when he. Because Peta Josh Hutcherson has been dating technically the mom, yeah, and not right. the daughter, right? So then when he mentioned something about Sting, and she's like, "Ew, what the fuck are you talking about?" He goes, oh, "I knew it was too good to be true." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just keep going on it. Yeah. But, but they're playing that song, and and like it's getting it's welling up like it does in so many fucking movies to the point that finally she's like, "I can't think with this fucking song playing." <laughs> right. Yeah. Thus being the self aware. But anyway, the the big climax of the movie is that. Somehow, Sander is not dead, and now he's back, and... Well, they say, we fixed everything, but something feels wrong. Yeah. And that's immediately when they get attacked, and... Well, they pass a a, a sign, like an in-memoriam sign, and, like, mm-hmm. Gord and someone else is... They're still, still dead. dead. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's when Sander's, like, in a men in black suit there. And it, 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 yeah, he's he's at the dance, but he's looking angrily yeah. at the two of them. Yeah. I, I kind of felt like this movie hit an end. It was like, okay, th- that was all happy crazy, goofy nonsense. Time mm-hmm. to wrap this up. And then when he showed back up, I was like, oh, really? Let's not keep going yeah. with this. But yeah. it pays off kind of well because they, they've been having this sort of running debate between uh, <laughs> the skills of Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse and Steven Seagal in Under Siege, mm-hmm. which then leads to... <laughs> Kind of a spirit animal fight <laughs> between yes. the two of them with a kind of ghostly Patrick Swayze and a ghostly Steven Seagal cheering them on. Mm-hmm. And oh, oh, we didn't even mention when they were in 1992 that it was the, the bear that she was trying to open up the time <laughs> machine that got the picture taken where it looked yeah. like she was blowing yeah, the bear. Yeah, the door had jammed. Yes. <laughs> so she's on her knees so she, in yeah, front of the bear. She was yeah. her. She was yeah. the biggest she loser was the of all one, time. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway. That's when yes. dude came yes. in with the Polaroid cameras. Yes, like, the spirit animal fight of, of Patrick Swayze and, and Steven Seagal happens. Right. And then basically, I don't know, He uh, Peter gets knocked the fuck out and then she ends up somehow knocking him up into the bear's teeth, which... Well, the magnet... The, the, oh, the magnet. The thing, thing has been shown to have like electromagnetic sure. properties. Well, that's what Toshiba couldn't figure out. He was just like, there's some sort of magnetism coming out of it. I yeah. can't figure this part out. Mm-hmm. And then the, he's trying to kill them with an axe and that's, that's when it yeah. pulls yeah. him back. And, and he gets impaled on the teeth, the yeah. grizzly teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gets a grizzly teeth. Yeah. And they're like, oh. Dang. Dang. <laughs> yep. <laughs> This, that's actually the least grisly death. I know. Is the grisly yeah. death? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His explosion death was worse. Yes, <laughs> that was. Worse. Yeah, they say something like, you know, I guess there's not going to be any more murders here. Happy, mm-hmm. happy. Now we actually have a happy ending. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Credits. Because no, they well, go back no. into the prom, and that's when they're covering Mbop. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, when they right, dance sorry, to yes. Mbop, and all the characters just jam out to the song. Yeah, mm-hmm. but after that, she's kind of narrating the end of the film because there have been certain points where she's been speaking directly to the camera. Yeah. yeah. You know, breaking the fourth wall and all that, and 
she's just saying how, oh, you know, everything's great. We finally figured it out. And they're watching the news. And that's where Gord is standing there. And he goes, actually, we are an alien race of plants. <laughs> and we're very angry oh, yeah. at all you vegetarians yeah. who have all been you murdering. Eating, eating, eating our brothers. Yeah. Eating our brethren. And we've come to eliminate all of you yeah. for this sacrilege or whatever. Yep. And and says the alien invasion has begun. Yep. And in the background, all the lights are flashing while they're just sitting there watching TV. And then that's how the movie yeah, ends. That's how the movie okay. ends. Yeah. yeah. I got so good. Well, we got to rate it. Yeah, we, we actually somehow talked about this longer than we should have. I got to rate, sure. but I got to rate it. Somebody go. Oh, uh, not me. Well, I'm telling you now, it's five jocks for me. I fucking absolutely loved this movie. And it's, I know, I understand it's either, it's either five bags or five jocks, and there's very little in between. I will say, when they were amidst the time travel, it was starting to drag a little bit, because much like you said, Chuck, where it's like, oh, maybe we're done. It's like, are we done? You know, because it kind of felt like it was because it felt like because that part isn't as funny as everything else. And the other other sections had really well spaced jokes, but it very quickly made up for that for me. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those movies that just clicked for me immediately, kind of like Scott Pilgrim did. And once I had bought in, it's kind of weird in that it like it took a while for it to rewire my brain to go where it wanted me to go. Mm -hmm. Because there's a certain point where you just let go of that movie and you let go of trying to figure out where the fuck anything is going because I, and I think I realized it when the jock turned into a fucking fly monster is that you could not predict where this movie's going. And so, and that's kind of the movie's key to let you know, don't bother, just don't bother because you probably are not high enough to figure <laughs> out what we've thought of for this movie. Yeah. But it's just one of those like go for broke. I don't give a fuck. I'm doing this the way I want to do it and I don't give a shit about anyone else. And I think that's what I love about it so much is he's like, you know what? A lot of people are going to hate this and I don't care. There's enough people that are going to love it. And that's, I'm one of those people uh, the, to me. This is a five jocks movie. <clears throat> and I know that's probably not going to be shared by anybody else, but I, I'll say I had this. a ton of fun and I can't wait to watch this again. I also had a ton of fun with this movie. After a point, I was kind of sitting in stunned silence like the rest of us for a good opening chunk of this movie. I'm going to give it four jocks, but I'm going to do it with a condition. And the condition is I'm, I reserve the right to come back to it and change that because I am going to watch it again. Now knowing what kind of mindset I need to be in the first third of this movie because I, like you, I was not, none of us were prepared for what this was. I don't think any of us had any idea. No, of, we well, just knew. We, we just knew it was the guy who made Torque. Yeah, and, and I mean, Torque's Torque, awesome. Torque is awesome, but Torque at least is a movie. Like, you can kind of, like, yeah. before it gets, you know, motorcycle, kung fu, Mountain Dew yeah. crazy, it's just dudes posturing and doing dumb male bullshit. This is never that. This is, it's always like, this is kind of parody, but kind of not. And but everyone's super sincere about what they're doing, and so I, I really dug it. I dug the jokes. Uh, I really liked the fact that whenever the dialogue got super serious and kind of romantic way, that they did a riff on the true romance score every single time. Mm-hmm. I thought that was that was probably my favorite part. 
Um, I don't know. I just, I, I really liked it. I could see myself going higher on it. I just got to come back to it at some point, knowing what I know now, now that my mm-hmm. life has been changed <laughs> by this movie. I pretty much in the same boat. It's definitely four jocks. I, I said that I cannot wait to foist this movie upon people. Like I can't wait to just like sit a bunch of people down and go, okay, are you ready for a movie? This is going to be great. (laughs) And like sit on a director's chair in the corner with notepad and watch what happens to people Mm -hmm. while they watch this movie. Um, It's, it's kind of brilliant in the way that it is, I think what movies like John dies at the end and um, the one about the newspaper ad, what's it called? Uh, seeking Safe, of, safety not safety not guaranteed, guaranteed. and uh, you called it rubber at one point it it, it has that. some of the sensibilities of rubber where it's just it's its just, own thing it's just off on a it, <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's like so, you know like self-aware movie right thing. yep yeah. um and uh it's described uh there's a quote on on wikipedia that it's uh scream meets scott pilgrim with a dash or two of kaboom i don't know what kaboom is but scream meets scott pilgrim is a definitely a, a strong feel for it yeah because it's got kind of that that frenetic energy and the sort of jokiness and wackiness in a grounded place of of scott pilgrim like just that just that sort of feel of yeah. of that world but it's. <sighs> I know it is. It is so <laughs> nutty, and like it, it's. It takes a little bit to get into, but once you realize that it's as batty as it's gonna as it's gonna be. Like if you can get past the first ten minutes, or or if you can realize in that first in that opening sequence that this is this is building up a joke, mm-hmm. and where it's gonna go from there is sort of. Luna, lunacy magic then you'll be fine with it and I, I think I also would like to reserve the right to uh, at least talk about later how I should have given it a higher rating or yeah. I would give it a higher rating if I allowed myself to yeah. but that's all I'm going to say about this because we've already talked a lot mm-hmm. and Harlow okay, give me a rating when did I become the negative person on this? You guy? are a negative. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, <laughs> I, I, I want to preface this with um, um, actually like you you said that you think that this movie is either a five jocks or a five bags. I don't know that there's ever been a movie that we've watched that I have been more equally divided on. Like I don't really cop out to the the true neutral at all ever, but I really feel like that because there are things about this movie that I really 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 like. There are a couple things that I really 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 hate. And I think that I'm going to the slightly positive side of the bags to jock scale because i think the things that were good were better than the things that were bad um because i got you know obviously there there there's a very strong donnie darko theme to be had here Mm -hmm. um there's the kinetic like done with less grace of a of an edgar wright Mm -hmm. thing definitely um and sadly a little bit more of the richard kelly Mm -hmm. like there were there were times when i felt like this movie was shooting for that like i this is my masterpiece i am making my masterpiece because nobody is holding me back and then i felt like it would pull back and go no it's really not i'm just i'm just dicking around here you know like i got some money i got some friends we're making a movie it's not this you know we might delve into serious territory but then we're just fucking around like so i I like that because like richard kelly never had that self-aware sense of humor of like i'm kind of an egotistical asshole who's 
trying to rise above where I probably really am. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, but then there was like moments of dialogue and things that would happen. That was like, I, I hate to say it, but like almost like spoof movie quality. Like, I mean like the something, you know, fill in the blank movie, like some of the scene, like the scene with the fanboy cop and like yeah. going all the way down to the Ron Jeremy level. It was like, really guys? Like, I just really like, I get it. But then I don't like, you know, like, I think you've taken this joke one, t- one step too far. Right. All that being said, I'm going to give my rating. <laughs> I'm going to sit at, um, at two jocks. I am going to watch this movie again. You better. Um, um, I'm so glad you, we all agree on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like maybe if I can, like, get over the first 20 minutes where I, I honestly felt brain dead, like, where I was, like, thinking I was actually having a stroke because there was so little <laughs> I was understanding, that, like, that might help. And also just kind of knowing what movie it is going into because, yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I thought it was going to be a high school slasher movie. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, it and it, to be fair, like in that first twenty minutes, there's a lot of teen psychobabble at at you know Ridiculous ludicrous speed. speed yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So I didn't kind of catch or understand everything that was being said. I was just like, ah, this is happening. They're talking about okay, it's it's texting and '90s at the same time running together. Yeah. It's like Tumblr. Um. It's, so there were a couple times I didn't know when this movie was taking place. Like yeah. looking at a few things, I was like, "Okay, you take the technology out of this movie. I don't know when this movie is, that, because mm-hmm. so many characters are so '90s up in this. I'm like, I, I, are, is this a flashback? What's happening? That's, here's yeah. all right. Here's the other last thing I'll say, and then we really need to move on. Um, th- this we talk about movies without an audience. I don't know who this movie's audience is because, like me, yeah, I think. Well, like, <laughs> well, who you, would you? Who would you, you like? You pitch? say that. You say yeah, that. I but know, like, but we're, it's we're, like we're literally without joking. We're the true '90s kids. Like I. We're the people that would see that and go like, oh, they just did the Fresh Prince high five thing. Mm-hmm. Like people like the kids today, unless they're like, you know, they are the like, this is the shit we're uh, we're binging on in reruns. Yeah. You know that like we are going through that phase that sure. we went through. Okay, that's fine. You know, we're like in the 90s, it was the 70s and yeah. in the 2000s, okay. it was so, the 80s. So, so and the, the kids 2010s, now that are the 90s, with yeah. the texting and the things and they're, they're, <laughs> they're getting into the they're, 90s they're shit. James like Franco, they're, watching, they're James Franco watching the Jeffersons now. Yeah, they're, yeah, okay, they're, all right. they're getting into Doug and... Okay. Yeah. You know, well, I'm just saying, like, I mean, it, it feels weird because, like, I got the 90s stuff. <laughs> Believe oh, me, yeah. I got the 90s stuff. But then, yeah. like, some of the newer stuff, I'm like, I, I, have, a, I have a smartphone. I get that. Yeah. But, like... I don't get it does. You know. It kind of feels like um, it's going to sound strange, but American Reunion, which is like not a movie that really needs to be visited by anybody or anything. But it's kind of like if you're in a very specific age range, that's its target. And it feels like this one has people our age that were born in, you know, the mid 70s. And then it's got kids that were born in the late 90s, mid 90s. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like those are the two group two groups, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, like anybody in between is going to be like, what the fuck, you know? But like the night the people, like you said, rec- recognizing kids. the the Fresh Prince stuff, like all of all of those things, were just like, yeah, fuck yeah, oh, oh my god, when they did yeah, the, that's exactly. When they did the flashback to the nineties, um, like the nineties high school, yeah, that was it was like, oh my god, yeah. When everyone had dreads and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh I mean, god, the white it, guys it, with dreads. It, it, I hate to say it, but like it was I'm, like my high school. I'm, yeah. Sh- yeah, I'm sure that that was the intention of like, let me show you this foreign thing to you, 
you know, you true 90s yeah. kids. Let me show you this modern day high school and maybe that's how it really is. I don't fucking know. I haven't been to a high school in a long time. Yeah. And then like, you know, like I'm like, what, what the hell are they saying? And then, yes, they go, you know, they flash back to 1992 and I'm like, fuck, I get this is exactly, this is my high school. Like yeah. literally, like I was just like, yeah. as foreign as all that shit was, I was like, yeah, it's a little bit of the hot tub time machine the entire 90s is in this high school in this hall this one time <laughs> yes, right but i mean at the same time i'm like i'm like they're walking down the hallway i'm like yeah i i get all of this yeah mm-hmm. this all makes sense yeah i just i don't think all movies have to be made for all people no i mean no. you look at scott pilgrim th- there are so many people who could never watch scott pilgrim because they would sure. just be like what yeah. is happening yeah. my mom hated that see yeah i mean this just <laughs> You know, and obviously that's this movie's problem. It had no like distributor or <laughs> backing of any kind. So, uh, but I'm I'm happy it got made. Yeah, I'm uh, glad it exists. Even like, if no one I know ever watches it or likes it, I, I would consider buying this movie just because yeah. it's yeah. If I could such support a this weird movie, sure. thing to exist, and I like it. I can't wait to show it to my wife and have her be angry at me and hate it. Oh man, I'm also looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. your wife. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna looking forward to showing it to him. No, I'm I'm hearing stories of, okay. or she'll his just angry do wife. the Scott Pilgrim thing and be like, "That was a very you movie, mm-hmm. probably." Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. That's we can love fun. it. Yeah, 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 hell yeah. And All right, well, let's, but no, uh, let's let's get. It's out. great. You need to watch this movie. Yeah, let's get on to the second half though. We really okay. Okay. Second half. Bamcast second half. Second half. Brought to you by us. And halves. <laughs> Brought to you by right. Joseph Kahn. Halves. Uh, so, okay. I want to do a quick uh, segue talk about a movie that I watched. Um, I know that we all can't wait to foist this movie upon people the, 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 from the first half. Mm-hmm. And I think the first person I will be showing it to is a big fan of ridiculous and mind-bending movies. And that is uh, Shiny Lights Tistro. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes as I foist so many movies upon him, he occasionally does send some my way, like John dies at the end. He pretty much for about three months kept Uh. saying like, please watch this movie. And finally I I gave up and was like, fine. (laughs) Um, gave up. So the latest one that he, he, uh, shoved my way after all of my, uh, moaning and complaining is he insisted that I watch Sharknado 2. The second one. Did you watch the first Sharknado? I watched about twenty minutes of it. Yeah, I waited about twenty minutes in. He uh, insisted that this one was better in every conceivable way. It's not hard. Uh, this one's more self-aware in every conceivable way. Yes, um, it is better. I will give it that. Mm-hmm. I made it all the way through Ooh. without leaving <laughs> or shutting my eyes or anything else. Okay. Um, I've realized what like this movie became painfully clear like they replaced any need for any kind of story or anything like that with with cameos there are cameos galore people saying i wanted to be in sharknado 2 and some of them are funny some of them are like wow i can't believe you actually got that person to do this to say the word sharknado or whatever some of them is just like all right why i i don't know <laughs> it's there the thing all right we we've we've had this discussion before about how asylum films are kind of failing in the Roger Corman, like why don't they let 
better directors, you know, this be the minor leagues. Yeah. And I and it, and it continues still because I do not understand the thing that I've realized that why I kind of hate asylum films is they have absolutely no idea what pathos is. Like it's like especially in a movie like this, it's just like there's a kill and then it's just like people are like, "Huh. That was a CG thing that I didn't see. Let's keep running." And like mm-hmm. and it's just like the thing about like old Friday the 13th movies and Nightmare on Elm Street is it's like it was interesting. Like if you're going to have a movie about deaths, you have to like care. Yep. You can't just be like, here's a person that is a person from this person's past and now they just got crushed by a shark. Yay. <laughs> by a CG shark. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed that. Moving on. It's like their characters aren't actually in the movie. Right. It's they're detached from the story that's happening. And and that's it. It it takes away a level of connectivity with the audience. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, their entire thing seems to be, "Hey, isn't that clever?" And that's it. There's nothing more to it than, "Hey, wouldn't it be clever if we did this?" Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, yeah. like, clever doesn't mean it's funny. Clever doesn't mean it works. Yeah, it's just clever. And sometimes, like, clever is a thing that has to have other stuff behind it. You can't get by on just clever alone. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There are moments in this where it's like, okay, all right, you you win for that shot or that idea, good job. But for the most part, yeah, it's not really that much better. I mean, it is better, but yeah, I mean, for I mean, for the most part, they're the only ones making like monster movies at this point, and especially they have like a catalog of like Godzilla esque monsters who could all be, and they have you know they keep matching them up and doing dumb shit like that. But it's like. You know, if you did this with a little bit more care, you could probably make more money. Yeah. Because you would get me on board at the very least. Yeah. I mm-hmm. just, as soon as I see Asylum's name on anything, I'm just like, no. Nope, yeah. It's I not mean, going to be the one. Th- I mean, this is probably, sadly, the best thing they will ever make. I, I hate to say it. This is Sharknado 2 is probably the best thing Asylum will ever make. Unless somebody up high goes, you know what? It's time. Let, let's make Let's make real movies with no budget. Like mm. let's let's shoot for that instead of just a cash in. Yeah. Like how how little can we make this for to make our money back? Because I don't know. I mean, it's like there are things that like want to be clever in this, and then and it, and it's like and and you can tell like the filmmaker knows the source material that they're aping and everything, but they just don't get it. They don't get how to like do it where it's more clever. Like it's mm-hmm. just like it, you can make an homage. It's fine. Just I, do it better. I feel like this yeah. sort of like this sort of genre of movie, whatever you know, whatever you're gonna describe it as, is just about done. Yeah, I I don't think that it's I don't think that it's got legs anymore. Uh, no, now it has fins. <laughs> well, it's it, the so, sad thing about it is it's more clearly about strictly money making than even big studio movies are. Well, it's yeah, it's it's that it's how cheap can we be? Yeah, it's cashing in on on that sort of like everybody loves self-referential yeah. hyper-aware super goofy stuff like this. What I don't even know a good way to describe it, but everybody loves this sort of tongue-in-cheekiness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and it, I think it's run its course. I think I think the only like the only way to move forward for asylum is to they need either to, they either need to go back to league. that's what they need they're either going to do that or they're going to go back to just making their 
they're mockbusters and and just go along with that because that's something that they're i mean they're sort of terrible but they're good at cranking them out um but well, there's but they have to they have to get away from this they can't the it's not going to sustain i was i was talking to mackie with this about this probably a week ago and it was just like i wish they would take their sharknado 2 money and like okay you've got a profit from that that's going to go to sharknado 3 or whatever but use some of that extra money that you're getting from this endeavor to make a real movie and it doesn't have to be sophie's choice i'm not talking about real movie i just mean like someone who gets it someone who's like time to to tell a story and you know the thing that rubbed me the wrong way about the first one is that you've got this thing creating a tornado of sharks and like no one questions it no one acknowledges it it's just like oh my god sharks everywhere run and it's like no one's like hey wait what is hat no one even no one's like what is happening why is there why are there sharks i mean why is (laughs) this is i i don't want to stop the asylum discussion but this is a really good segue into what i'm going to talk about okay which is amazing spider-man 2 did asylum make that no. However, <laughs> however, what you're talking about where it's like nobody double checks anything, it feels like it's all made first take, all yeah. that. One pass on it. Yeah. I'll say this. I liked Amazing Spider-Man 2 as I was watching it. I enjoyed it. I think, you know, I don't quite understand the irrational hatred that a lot of people have for it. I do acknowledge that, yes, Jamie Foxx early on is a bit to Joel Schumacher Batman movie type guy before he turns into the supervillain. But I realize it's written by uh, Alex Kurtzman and Roberto Orsi who have done the Transformers movies, the new Star Trek movies, all that stuff. Like they are not known for having a good track record in what they do. And I've realized every script they have feels like a first draft script where you've got the outline of it. You've got, okay, we set up this awesome action scene and we want this. And there's a few one-liners that, you know, they had in their mind that they wanted to work into a movie that work, but none of the connective anything is there. So it feels like it's scene, 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 scene. Oh yeah. And we need this scene and we need this scene to show why he's doing this. And so when you're watching it, you just, it's so propulsive. It's moving forward constantly. It's going. And then when you watch the second time, you're like, or when just when you get out of the theater and you think about it, you're like, oh, wait, what, what was his motivation for doing that? Why was this here? Why, why wouldn't he just do this? You know, there's, it's the whole Star Trek Into Darkness thing, almost right. exactly, where it's like, man, that was fun. I really like that. Why hey, do people wait. hate that so much? <laughs> yeah. And then you think about it later and you're like, well, that was pretty dumb. Why didn't he just do that? And that's how this movie is as well. And it's made even worse by the editing in it bad just flat out bad because what they've done instead of excising entire scenes which apparently they did already and the movie's two hours and 15 minutes already cut entire scenes the way they trim the runtime from this point forward is basically trimming every scene by like 20 30 seconds so it's like taking an essay or a story and just removing all the adjectives so it's like all right here's the bones of the scene like get it done and so there's no flair to it because there are deleted scenes on the dvd that are like this has some personality. This is doing something. And you see exactly what they cut to get that scene down to two minutes as opposed to three minutes. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, it's the whole movie feels like 
we were missing something here and then we were missing something here and then we were missing something here. And that's kind of what the asylum stuff to me is like, we're cranking this out, man. Get paid, get script pages out. Like we, what are we doing next? We got to do the effects guys got to work on this. Yeah. And it's got to be done like tomorrow. You know, so it feels like the whole shit, we got to write this on the bus on the way to school because this essay's due today thing. Right. And that's unfortunately how Kurtzman and Orsi's movies, I can't think of one that doesn't feel like a first draft. And yet I still like Spider-Man because like Spider-Man, the character in that movie is terrific. He is exactly how I imagine him from the comics. And in that he's wisecracking when he's fighting guys, he moves the way you think Spider-Man should move. The way it's directed in the action scenes is really terrific because you never lose the sense of geography, even though there some scenes there is complete chaos going on. But you're never like, wait, how is he over there? What's he doing? You know, there's always a logical progression to all the shots that even though there's a lot of fast motion going on, you're still never lost about what's happening. Hmm. And there's also some good use of extreme slow motion and then doing like the 3D pan through frozen scene thing to kind of show like how his spider sense works but they try and shoehorn like three movies worth of stuff into the last 30 minutes and that kind of ruins a lot of it because there's stuff that's happening that's like yeah if you're doing the series and you know what you're doing this is important shit Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like eh get it all in here like like it's almost like that whole like we might not make another one of these so d- just get that in here too so that we can say we used it <laughs> you know you know it's how it's cuz that's what i hate about all the sony spider-man stuff now is it's use this so we have the rights to it and don't lose it so venom basically kind of it, it it definitely it feels like that because there is stuff later on like like the whole harry osborn green goblin stuff is very much like it plays out in the sidelines of the movie and that's something it's like bam here we are oh it's the end of the movie. We're here. It's like, wait, no. I, it, and it's just one of those things that it feels like an adaptation of a book where like Harry Potter films suffered from this severely, where it was like, if you didn't read the book, this scene makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you don't know the history of these comic characters, this scene makes no sense. But considering they're supposed to be in a different universe and all that, it just, it's a frustrating movie because there's a lot of good stuff like Harlow talked about, you know, where he said he thought it was 90% good and 10% bad. I think it's kind of like that, but to me, it's like that 10% is just sprinkled into everything. It's kind of like, yeah. kind of like you made a salad, and then you put the wrong seasoning on top of it or something, you know? And so it's still all right, but there's something not quite right about every bite, you know, as opposed to if you just put the wrong ingredient and then you pushed it off to the side the rest of the salad still tastes good. Mm-hmm. That's what this movie is like. Is it's like you sprinkled something wrong on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but but Asylum is very much the same way where it feels like crap. You know, just not good filmmaking, just with a cheaper budget. No. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Do you guys got anything else you want to discuss or uh... negative? I'd like to respond to some emails. Oh, 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 we, we can got, do that. I would like to discuss your response Ooh, to those emails. We got a few of them. Great. All right. So let me just start cranking them out, huh? Is that, is that what you guys want? Yeah, make the yeah. sausage. Yeah. Make the sausage, man. Yeah. Just crank it out. BMF at bmfcast.com mm-hmm. is the email address. It sure is. Yeah. So if you really want to send one, or you call 9105-JACK-BMF, <laughs> So anyway, uh, first one up is job. from Kent. England? No, Kent Cigarettes. <laughs> cigarettes. 
But no, Kent from I don't know where. But he says, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been there. Yeah. He says, one name. Steve rails back. I was late finding your podcast, but I quickly burned through your episodes on iTunes as well as some of the older episodes where you reviewed some of my favorites, e.g. Hard Ticket to Hawaii, Tracks, and Star Crash. Tracks. But in all your episodes, <laughs> I have not noticed any films featuring one of my favorite B-movie actors, Steve Railsback. I first discovered Mr. Railsback watching his 1998 action film, The Termination Man. But he's made so many other jocks-worthy films. If you watch just one of his cinematic masterpieces, I recommend 1993's Private Wars. And he sends the trailer. He says, this thing is five jocks all the way. Keep up the good work, guys. Kent. Thanks, Kent. Yeah, we have not watched it's, any Steve Reels back. His filmography is limited. I, I don't know about his direct-to-video stuff, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Life Force could be a thing if it wasn't yeah. two and a half hours long. Yeah, that's always been the problem with Life Force. Yeah. Well, no, that's one of many problems with Life Force. <laughs> no, but it's got nudity, which we like. Yeah. He's Dwayne Barry. I know. He talks X-Files. about himself in third person all the time. Yeah. Let's do some Steve Rails back. Okay. Sure. Just not Life Force unless we got a lot of time on our hands. Okay. Sunday Life Force. <laughs> I'll look around the Steve Rails. The Termination Man sounds pretty good. It's yeah, like Terminator, Termination but with an extra man. Yeah. <laughs> man in the process of terminating is a Termination Man. You just Maybe get he's just termination. He just goes around. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, kid, but yeah. you're fired. He's an efficiency expert. Yes. <laughs> We're just going to stop paying him. And we'll, yeah. We'll it'll work it. itself out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one up. It's from BJ's friend, Yuri. Hey, Jerry. Yeah. God damn it. Who says a few shorter ones. He says, yo, I recommended a movie called Roar and just assumed that Chuck would know it based on the film's cult status. I oh. was wrong. Sorry, Chuck. But here's a quick rundown on that. A bunch of people in Africa, big-ass cats attacking shit, troubled production, everybody got mauled by lions and tigers for real. The movie ended up costing $17 million in 1981 money. Terrible bomb, amazing that no one was killed. It's a curiosity thing if you like watching movies where you know that the people in it are at real risk of dying. I don't know why I'm going on about this movie as it's 102 minutes long and you won't do it. But for second half discussion, sure. 102 is... It's That's close. doable. Yeah. Roar? This is Roar. Like s- from you, were you afraid people were going to get killed by the snakes? And s- yeah. yeah, people were getting bitten by snakes in that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, people. Oh, I don't it, care if they weren't poisonous. There were snakes clamping down on Dirk Benedict in that movie. Yeah, it hurt, it hurt watching your clips of that movie. Yeah, which are now removed from YouTube. Yeah, thanks Universal. Thanks, Universal. So, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> All right, lines. Right? You know, sure. And he says he continues he says and mall horror movies. Well, I got one that's in a supermarket. Does that count? <laughs> It's this shark movie from 2012 called Bait. And uh, no, wait, don't go. It's not what you think. Mm. It's not one of those bad on purpose, haha, trendy shark movies. No, it's pretty much a sincere, irony free little shark movie. A tsunami traps people in a supermarket, and then shark. there are fucking sharks there. I'd give it two jocks. And you know that you're going to have to do a modern shark movie at some points. So, two birds with one stone. At least have it on standby. And it's Australian. Yeah, matey. Yar. <laughs> What, they're what, not pirates. Yeah. Yes, they are. <laughs> they were. Yeah, All maybe. Australians. Oh, that's right. They were pirates. We dropped what? them off on Australia. Hell, <laughs> well, criminals. We might do bait eventually, but you might want to tune into a certain member of the podcast YouTube channel. Yeah, that might pop up in that, October. That movie might be there. Might, he is, might. as they say in French, the master du bait. What? what? Uh, what? No. No. Bait. Don't say that in French or anything else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, you might see that. Already, okay. I might talk about that a bit. Yeah, and he, he finishes up with yeah. Then someone keeps recommending High Tension. I'd say no. <laughs> Too much of a proper film for BMF. 
Sure, it's got gore, and I kind of get where the dude recommending it is coming from. But let me put it like this. It's from the director who did that nasty-ass Hills Have Eyes remake and that delightfully gory Piranha remake, Piranha 3D. High tension is nasty like Hills Have Eyes. The craftsmanship of the gore is something to marvel at, but it isn't in any way fun. So there's an awful twist at the end that just ruins everything, strictly for second half discussion. Running along with my short subjects, so yeah, bye for now. I'm sorry, Cleveland, Ohio. Yuri. <laughs> I don't know why he's apologizing to Cleveland, well, but... I like I'm that sorry, idea. Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good night. High tension. Apparently he yeah. thinks it's a real not fun movie. Say I like that Piranha, the Piranha reboot. I thought that was all right. Oh, wasn't that like well, a was kind 3D of... Was it 3D the second one? 3 double D was the second one. But wasn't 3D pretty one. goofy? I don't know. I saw it on regular. But it, you could tell it was goofy. No, but I mean like the movie itself. Was oh, yeah. Like oh, the tone yeah. of it was very... Yes. Okay. That's the one with, that starts basically with Richard Dreyfuss' character from Jaws <laughs> oh, <okay>. getting killed. <laughs> oh. hmm. All right, then. Yeah. All right. I don't know. We might still watch it. We'll see. Next up, we got uh, Sean, who says, Hey, BMFers. Hey. A few weeks hey. ago, you idly mused about whatever happened to Josh Hartnett after the fiasco that was Hollywood Homicide. Mm-hmm. Well, he starred in a pretty cool movie called Bunraku with Ron Perlman and Woody Harrelson. If you haven't <laughs> seen it already, I'd recommend it. On the topic of classic kung fu movies, I'd like to recommend Heroes of the East, starring Gordon Master Killer Liu and Last Hurrah for Chivalry, directed by John Woo. Heroes is the story of a misunderstanding between husband and wife that turns into a week-long martial arts tournament. <laughs> wait, wait wow. go, hang on. <laughs> Brother, I can tell you stories. Hurrah <laughs> is a John Woo action epic about loyalty, honor, betrayal, and the corrupting nature of revenge, only with swords and period costumes instead of guns and trench coats. Hmm. Finally, what do you guys think about Eric Roberts? I've only seen a few of the films he has starred in, By the Sword, The King's Guard, and Dead or Alive, but they seem like prime fodder for the podcast. Congratulations on surviving dogist, Sean. Woof. If you've only seen three Eric Roberts movies, you're just not watching enough movies because that dude is fucking in. A, but he's got like 100 I think movies he means this BMF calendar. worthy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because everyone's like, I saw him in The Dark Knight. It's like, yeah, we know. That was a get for him. That was that was a big day for Eric Roberts. He was. He was like, <laughs> right I'm in a legitimate movie, yeah. you sons of bitches. Yeah. I love Eric Roberts. Yes, yeah. we know you do. Yeah, I just want to make sure you all do know we that. Have any, is, we watched... Uh, he was in Christmas Rush. Okay, you're right. Actor, 367 credits. Yeah. Jesus. I don't think I've ever seen anyone with that many credits. Yeah. If you count the ones with just like a 2014 release date, it's insane. Yeah. They all say and post-production, post-production, pre Holy fuck. It's like four pages. Yeah. That's just to this year. What? Yeah. Where's, yeah. Where does My Clint God. Howard rank on that? <laughs> I don't think he works that no. much. No, probably not that <laughs> no. much. Eric Roberts works. Now, He's in a movie called Zombie Dream. 226 sure. for Clint Howard. Jesus. Man, Clint left in the dust. Left in the dust by Eric Roberts. I, I bet if you do a, a combined search for Eric Roberts and Clint Howard, you will get... Uh, IMDb uh, will just blow up. Frank uh, Walker. Frank Walker, I okay. bet. I bet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he just sits in a sound booth. Yeah. Yeah. It's different lazy fuck <laughs> <laughs> just saying no but you can bang out all his scenes no, in a couple days I know I, I think Eric Roberts probably does the same thing I think he walks from trailer park to trailer park and films their movie and then goes to the yeah, next thing he actually has no home he just lives in his That's, trailer at the movie and you want the total the catering. Frank Walker sure 727 yeah. holy That's... shit wowzers right. yeah Eric Roberts is good you should watch some Eric Roberts movies alright by the sword's pretty good all right, uh, next up, we got Tim. 
who's got a recommendation for us. He says, hello, BMFers. Hello. I believe I found a movie that should be in your crosshairs. Okay. This is one we've heard before. This movie is a Civil War battle recreated into a turf battle movie with themes of Save the Rec Center slash Dance Battle Movie. We decide to give it a go, attempt to watch it without any knowledge of what it is, as this is how I have shown it to almost everyone I can. The movie is called FP and is ah, on Netflix yeah, okay. since it's streaming for easy viewing. If trailers needed, go with the Red Band one. Also, subtitles are a plus to ensure none of the amazing dialogue is missed. Crash and burn, Tim out. What was the name of the movie again? The FP? The FP. Everyone wants us to see the FP. I believe that was actually um, one of those that Alamo Films discovered because they had a display of their... You know, like oh, really? Miami connection and stuff, and I believe oh. the FP was up there. Okay, good on them. Same. We it's it's on the short list. It's like we're just yeah, waiting we're, for an excuse. Yeah, yeah, we've gotten over the fact that yeah. it, the budget's like thirty thousand dollars or something yeah, ludicrously we'll, low. We'll be all right. Yeah, but we will be watching it. Don't mm-hmm. worry. Oh, as a, as a whole group, we're gonna. We're gonna I think that? so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you abandoned. I thought some. Well, no, I thought some. I thought some people <laughs> said it was actually a good movie. I don't know. No, I don't think people are saying it's a good movie. No? Okay. No. 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 Can't on. possibly be Please. Good. Please. <laughs> they settle disputes through dancing. It can't be good. No. <laughs> yes. It's like settling land disputes with giant yeah. robots. It's so stupid. Hey, you shut your fucking <laughs> mouth. You shut your fucking mouth. I just d- d- parallels d- here. One makes sense. <laughs> the other not so much. Yeah. I'm going to give you a hint. It's the one with the fucking robots, you <laughs> son of a bitch. What if they were dancing robots? Hey. Okay, you're, I'm back in. You got it. <laughs> oh, man. And they, and they did the human. That was their dance. But yeah, you make robot jocks, but instead of fighting, they have to dance battle. Uh-huh. Just oh a big God. arena of giant robots just... <laughs> yes, Chuck, you have just invented the printer that makes money. <laughs> <laughs> what, what step Thank up you. do we call this? <laughs> Lube up. <laughs> Step up, transformer. Just step up, and then whatever dubstep translates out to into <laughs> wub step. Yeah, that would be step dub wub wub. Step up one 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 oh one oh oh one. Step wub. Mm-hmm. So we'll workshop it. Yeah, yeah. I've already mailed the idea to myself, so you can't <laughs> steal it, motherfuckers. It's already at the copyright office. So let's do a voicemail. All right, let's break it up. Yeah, Jeez. let's not listen to me. Bonjour, or hey guys. Fear calling, long time, first time. Uh, just a quick shout out that you guys should really look at a movie like Face Off. Not so much a one star film, but uh, over the top action, you know, John Woo classic 90s movie. Anyway, that's all I'd like to say. You guys rock. Talk to you later. Thanks. Let, let, let me say this about Face Off because it came up this weekend. Okay. Uh, it was in between watching movies and it was on A&E of all things. And just, like, random scene on as we went from DVR movie to DVR movie. Mm-hmm. And just, like, the 45 seconds of it that we saw was just, like, this looks like... I mean, I've seen it before, but just watching that clip again was just, like, this looks like the best terrible movie of all time. This is just John Travolta doing an impression of Nicolas Cage while Nicolas Cage looks on horrified is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's yeah. pure genius. That we should totally find time to do. I that. really, I need to re. I, I need to three rewatch of the four that of us love that movie. Yeah, oh, right? yes, yeah, okay. yes. Absolutely. You're the only one that's all of us. I really need to revisit it. Okay, again because I have not watched it through the newly acquired Banff Cast. Oh, lens. okay, okay. Yeah, that's okay. And, and really, I for the longest time I hate both John Travolta and Nick Cage. So that movie was just like kryptonite to me. Sure. And I tell you what, just, it's the whole. I want to take his face <laughs> off. <laughs> 
I real quick, I watched a bunch of movies and one of them was Honeymoon in Vegas and I was not expecting that level of crazy Nick Cage that early mm-hmm. on in his career. I'd kind of forgotten He's like when it started. Right. Holy God, in that movie, unhinged, just unhinged Nicolas Cage, like singing and yelling all of his dialogue. Mm-hmm. And how like general audience was, audiences were like shelling out money for this movie, just like hooray amuses the hell out of me. That that is just, just your standard rom com, but they he wanted is to pick just, me up after leaving Las Vegas. I guess they wanted honeymoon in Vegas. But man, he is off in that movie. <laughs> did you end up watching the Banffcast movie? I did not watch Navy SEALs. Why not? It was not available to me. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. I remember you had said you were going to. I, yes, it was on the was list, like, and then I was like, I I, was, I don't own this. I thought I owned it. And but. I seem to remember saying, if you don't love this movie, we're not friends anymore. Well, yeah, no pressure there. <laughs> so that coupled with not owning the movie, I was like, well, this will have to wait. Hmm. So. All right. All right. Uh, next email up is from Adam, who uh, references the immersion viewing, which was brought up you know, last week, the week before, where you watch same movie five nights in a row. We might do with detention. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it says, Hail Bamcast. Happy autumn, nerds. Regarding the immersion <laughs> viewing, regarding the immersion viewing suggestion in the last episode, I can with only slight shame admit that I saw Michael Mann's Miami Vice in the theater in a single week, not fewer than four times. Hmm. The things that kept me coming back survived the experience, and now I own three or four versions in various permanent media. But I came to see the movie's flaws pretty vividly. Chiefly, a slack third act, and then the internet is blamed on Hurricane Katrina and or Jamie Foxx being too scared to film <laughs> in the very lawless Trace Fronteras region of South America. Damn it, Tubbs, get your head in the game. A real movie recommendation this time. I don't remember whether you guys ever discussed A Most Wanted Man, but it's pretty good. P.S. Hoffman is terrific, but he looks god-awful. A pretty elegant espionage movie, but a little too vague to be a classic. Hail Doggist, Adam, sent from my flying toaster screensaver. After Dark, baby. I've never... I have not seen... Uh, I've never seen either of those movies. I know. I've seen Miami Vice. I, I didn't need five times to know there's something wrong with that movie. It oh. has fans. I like the fact that people can't figure out if it was Hurricane Katrina or Jamie Foxx who <laughs> sunk that movie. Which one? I don't know. <laughs> a deadly disaster or a kind of weird actor. <laughs> who knows? But uh, I have not seen a most wanted man. Nope. I don't even know what that is. To be totally honest, I've with never. You. I, he said Hoffman. Is he talking about Dustin Hoffman? Is he suggesting we watch a Dustin Hoffman movie? <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh well, you got to call him Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, that's the brand new one. <laughs> oh, okay. Or semi new. Okay. He's got so many new movies. It's hard to. The last one that came out. Okay. Oh man, it's Anton Corbin too. That could be pretty good. I don't really know if we could do a Philip Seymour Hoffman. No, 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 no. no. He's just asking if we've seen it. Oh, period. Okay. Right. Like not right. at all for us. Okay. No, I, number I would watch that in two minutes. So. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah, I would watch that because the American was really, really good. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's got Philip Seymour Hoffman, dude. Come yeah. on. All right, last one here. I... Came in during the episode. Oh damn! From Steve, like the bird heron. <laughs> Title is: I got it bad. Got it bad. Got it bad. Got it bad. I'm hot for teacher. Wait, wait, wait. Says Casters of Banff. Hello. You know who it is. Steve like the bird heron. Squawk and such. I started school yesterday. Yay? No. No. Actually, I'll go with Boo. High school blows. Except for drama. That class is fun. Anyway, I'm ranting. I'm glad you guys did detention, getting me into the back-to-school spirit. In late August, early September, I watch a lot of back-to-school type movies so I can drown my sorrows in butter and popcorn. Mm. It, of course, includes Pretty in Pink, Breakfast Club, Heathers, like I mentioned before, Dead Poet Society, Footloose, and Back to School. 
The last one is a little on the nose. All this leads to American Graffiti, which I watch every year on the last day of summer, then on the first day of school, Rock and Roll High School. I'll be adding detention to the list next year, so I was wondering, any movies you guys used used to watch around back to school time? If not, I don't know what to tell you. Stories? I mainly want more ideas for next year. Because all in all, I'm just another brick in the wall. Note to self, add the wall to the list. <laughs> CMB, Steve like the bird heron, sent via me giving the note to Emily, who gave it to Jose, who gave it to you during biology. <laughs> Very nice. Well done, Steve. Let me just say, um, do Steve, not add the wall to your list. Yeah, no. yeah, don't add the wall to your list. It's not good. Steve, I didn't know that you were in high school. At first, I felt a little bad that such a young man is is listening to our our terrible words. Uh, such an impressionable, talking about? <laughs> impressionable young man, but corrupted by the influence of Steve. Sounds like that mythical movie character of someone in high school who actually gives a fuck about anything b- before his time. Okay, you know. Like the 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 kind of high school character that a forty year old man writes because that's how they want to believe kids are when they really aren't. Mm-hmm. So okay. my hats off to you, Steve, for actually yeah, giving actually a shit being about that guy. Eighties movies and seventies movies. I mean, mm-hmm. rock and roll high school. Good luck showing that to anybody, let alone someone your age. I mean, I think you need to give the kids more credit, Chuck. I'm giving him all the credit. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm saying give those other kids some. Credit. I don't yeah, know shit about those other kids. Spread the credit around. I want to give it maybe, all to Steve. Maybe he needs to find some <laughs> other kids to listen. Then maybe he needs to find and make a club, like uh, they can meet, like for their first meal of the day or something. But <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> yes, I never anyway. had a back to school tradition. No, I was always kind of, I don't know. I liked going back to school, and that lasted for about two days. And then I was like, man, fuck school. No, we had a we had a tradition. We we used to watch like the kinescopes. No, because like movies are a lot easier to get nowadays. <laughs> we could we had to like run out to the video store and hope they maybe had a movie up in the back catalog for us to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just saying. I just go scroll through the, through some microfiche <laughs> in the library, yeah. read some old newspaper articles about other kids the, going back to school. Over and over again. Yeah, boy, that's. I a just good. watched uh, film strips. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Boom. No, We're saying it's a little bit more of an on-demand society nowadays. Yeah. It's, you know. We didn't really prep for like going back to school. Was like, no, mm. I certainly didn't watch movies that reminded me of school. I was just no. like, fuck, it's yeah. school time. Yeah. So, one crazy summer. Watch summer just, school. Just live out the, yeah, I was going to say, watch summer school, <laughs> one crazy summer. Just yeah. stretch out summer that last right. little bit. Just, Please, mm-hmm. one more day. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I just, I, yeah. I like watching high school movies. I just, sure. Not in high didn't school. Didn't like being reminded <laughs> of going back <laughs> yeah. to school and watching them. So what can I say? Yeah. I, I have no stories. Yeah. Uh, does that bring us to the end of our journey? Minus contact information? I think it does. Indeed. Sure. Or oh, do you want sure. contact information for real? Oh. Uh, God, I thought about it. I do it every week. Website? Go uh, there? BMFcast.com. Yeah. Yeah. Buttons on the side? Yeah. yeah I, I got, got those. Yeah. We got some buttons you can click for our social stuff. You know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> email us, bmf at bmfcast.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can do that. You can... Hit us up on the tweeters at BMFCast, especially if you're Josh Hutcherson in response to my question about your bowling prowess. Um, All right, let's get out of here. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And I'm Chuck. And this is BMFCast out. (laughs) 